and welcome to this week's episode of the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the Five Star Network. I am, as always, your host, Sonderbjorn, and we are, as always, a podcast all about Dragon Gate and DDT. I am joined by the full trio, well, the duo today. The, yeah, we are the full trio today. Both Yannick and Dylan are here. How are you guys doing? I'm fired up. We've got Ultimate Party to talk about. We've got the full trio here. Got fun stuff going on. You've got a new show to talk about, Sandre. You've got to be excited for this week. Yes. I I was pretty excited with all the love I've got for, for Actress Stage Episode 1, which debuted on the Five Star Network YouTube yesterday. No, on Saturday. And I, I, I if you haven't heard that yet, definitely go over to the Five Star YouTube and check it out, because me and Velke had a lot of fun recording it, and the back... The, the, the like, Support we've gotten for a bit from up to now have been pretty good. And Yannick, you will be a future guest on that show. I know that because we have you slated in. Oh, that's sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah, we yeah, haven't talked about my my cut from the from the show. Oh, <laughs> um, <Okay>. no, <laughs> jokes, jokes aside. Um, DDT. Don't be angry with me. I'm cheating on you right now. I'm watching Noah while we're recording. Um, but you will forever be my one love. I don't know. I don't know if they. I don't. I don't know if they they trust you anymore. Like watching Noah. What the hell? You know, with what we know, what the what the relationship between the two companies is, I don't think they would trust me anymore. True. And you overrated uh, Eodai Dr. Wagner Jr.'s age off the air. How well, old is he? Young, he? Uh, 31. Oh. He said he, he has massive things. old guy. Yes, he has massive old guy vibes. Even but his he's dad's a... kind of like that. Okay. Yeah. Um... But he's he's amazing. I'm, I'm basically watching his uh, national title reign. Yeah, I mean... Now that he has dropped that title, maybe he can go come to a good company. Um, <laughs> but watching watch him jump glee to his brother to glide. Oh no! He he should join his old, uh, brother in all Japan. <laughs> okay, fair enough. We uh, we are not talking about Noah for, forever. Uh, we're never going to review a Noah show on this show. <laughs> but we are going to talk about DDT Ultimate Party 2023, and we're going to talk about Dragon Gate, the Dragon Gate Corican. Uh, normally, we would start off with what happened first uh, last week, but I think it's clear that the main thing this episode is going to be all about is Ultimate Party from DDT yesterday in Sumo Hall, Tokyo Ryugoku Kukigigan Sumo Hall. An amazing success. 4,785 fans, no vacancy. I am super happy about this number. It is a big up from earlier this year in uh, Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. And listening, I, I've i watched a few things back from, from Peter Pan. Um, and just listening, maybe it's just the mics, but it sounded so much more full and loud and invested. Um, very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was very happy with this number, and the crowd throughout the whole show was amazing. 
Um, and yeah, um, this I think is the biggest number a any show out. Like it's bigger than uh, all all other companies, but New Japan that has run this building this year. Uh, which is, in fairness, is only Noah and Glade. Um, yeah, but, well, yeah. they were already bigger with yeah, and what else, but they still laid like 1,500 people on top of that. Yeah, I mean, this isn't that far off the destruction uh, in the Sumo Hall number, which, which was 5,000 5, to uh, 5,002. True, but they... So, but that show also had Sonata versus Evil, which massively worked against it. Hey, one million views on a Beamer, though. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, did Meltzer really rate that one and a half stars? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah. Yep. But uh, enough about the number. We should talk about the show as a whole. Um, we can start off with the matches, or do you guys want to do some general feelings about the show before we start with the matches? What's your vibe, Yannick? Exactly the right question. Um, I'm. This is show is kind of a reminder why I love DDT so much. Um, yeah. Because it made me very emotional. Oh, oh yeah. And that's it. I'm just left by this great warm feeling. Let's let's just call call it that. Um, I rate this match, uh, this show as a big success, not only business wise but also with me. I think a lot of people came away from the show with a very similar feeling as, as well. Um, you know, in regards to the number, I think you have to really give them credit for doing a lot. I don't want to say smoke and mirrors, but if you look up and down the card, it's like every match had specialness to it in some way. Yes. Uh, you know, whether it was bringing in Jiro early on, uh, you know, you had the All Japan guys coming in, the Voodoo Murders. Yuki Arai. <laughs> sure, um, but Saki Kai's retirement was like to me the the highlight of the show. I, I will say right now, uh, like that. And that if if you have SKE forty eight in Sumo Hall, that draws people. I'm sure at least like a hundred people was there just because Yuki Arai was on the show. Like yeah, she, ha- she has her fan club. It's not. Yes. It, yeah. Hiromu was there from New Japan. Hiromu must have made a huge impact. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of cheering for the uh, when yeah. because before the show started, they ran through the match cards on the big screen, and we could hear the crowd's reaction to each match uh, on the before the matches happened uh, just by looking at the graphic. And Hiromu, the Hiromu and Irado match got a lot of cheers from the crowd when they saw the match graphic for that. Uh, Absolutely, so, yeah. uh, you know Jericho was there. Uh, yeah. you, you would presume he meant something uh, yeah. to this show as well. Um, Matt Cardona was also here. I don't know if it was a difference maker, but he was <laughs> definitely here. Uh, they they made the effort at least. And hey, the main event. I was cold on it. I think we were all pretty cold on the build up to it, but it was really uh, it. 
it got it got us through overall. Like these two in the main event didn't drag anything down. It clearly worked out, and uh, the whole show was definitely a big success from an objective standpoint. Uh, as a fan, I think you know it really appealed to a lot of the DDT tendencies. When you look at the show as a whole, oh yeah, uh, absolutely. That, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this show couldn't have happened in any other company except DDT. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, yeah. And it shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. The, the, like, that's that's a quality DDT oftentimes has, and whenever they feel samey to the, to other stuff, we criticize it. Yeah. Um, they definitely aren't as good as others if they don't count on their uniqueness. Yes, uh, like that, that is that is what I also like always say. When they have a bit a, a big show like this, there is so much variety, and you get everything DDT has to offer in in on these shows, and they make that they make sure that almost every match has something unique that can only happen in DDT, and then that is why they like build out the cards that high with so many matches and going so long. But I will say that this show flew by for me when I watched it live. Um, I, the first match, I'm not that big of a fan of, but yeah. We can start off with the first match. Um, the KOD Tag Team title match. Soma the Cow and Shota, Roman Dawn making their first defense against Masahiro Takanashi and Antonio Honda. Uh, the Romance Dawn retained. Uh, we won when Takao pinned Honda with the gin and tonic after 7 minutes and 46 seconds. I think this was a pretty nothing opener. <laughs> it was fine. Um, it could have been worse with these four. Um, I'm I think it's yeah, it's fine for what it was. It could definitely have been worse. Um, if we have needed this match as a whole, it's a totally different um, question. Yeah, uh, I mean, these titles have fallen so hard since like six months ago, and it it really shows. I I need Roman Stone to to have some have a better opponent for the next show. You just have to praise the commentary team for trying to translate uh, Honda uh, here during this match uh, with a joke that may have been very hard to translate uh, overall. Um, I mean, this was such a boring match, though. Like, I thought all four of them looked so slow and just... I mean, what was it meant to accomplish ultimately? Like, were they trying to have a great match? No. It was just... It was literally just a match on the card that yeah, unfortunately yeah. was the was the opener. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I liked the Staggered Battle Royal, though. The next match, uh, Yusuke Okada and Yu Kuku won uh, versus Kanon, MJ Paul, and Kanon and MJ Paul, and Nariki Doi and Kasumasumi, and Tokojima and Yuki Ishida, and Yuni and Rukia. It started off with Nariki Doi. Uh, wait, wait, no, it didn't start off with them. It started off with uh, Yusuke Okada and Yu Kuku and. Uh, Yuki Ishida and Tokujima. I was very happy with uh, seeing Yuki Ishida back. I, I think he did very well in his return. If there was a lot of fun moments here with him. Um, 
I think the next people that came in was Uni and Rukia, and then Marikidori and Kasumisumi came came out, and then last uh, came Damnation. And uh, Damnation uh, Damnation was also the last ones eliminated when Kor- uh, Koroku pinned Paul with a cradle after a pretty good uh, tag team combo with Yusuke Okada. I thought it was a, this was fun. It was a fun battle royal. Not nothing didn't overstay its welcome. Only lasted nine minutes. Uh, had some fun spots. Yuki showed up. Looked really fun in his return, and it was funny to see Naruki Doi work with these guys. When the rookies were in, it wasn't a complete like they made it a not a complete nothing match. But it wasn't anything I would say was good either. To be honest. Uh, I'm more interested in seeing what Okada and Koroku can do as a team, uh, like going in and and if they go for the tag titles. They are yeah. challenging. Yeah. Uh, they they are challenging Eruption for the All Asia tag titles. Yeah, yeah that that so that if, was the best part of the match to me was that they won. Yeah, yeah so it makes sense that they, that they did because they're challenging, which already, which already was clear that they will. Um, so no real issue here, but again, that's a match on the card. Yeah. Um. Then a Tokyo Joshi Pro offers six woman tag match. Yuki Arai, Moka Miyamoto, and Shinjo Suzuki defeated Susume, Arisu Endo, and Wakano Uehara when Arai pinned Uehara with the final after eleven minutes and fifteen seconds. Daisy Monkey losing in Sumo Hall man. Not 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 okay for me, but it makes sense because they faced Yuki Arai. <laughs> but yeah, if if you was the Wakana guy there? No, I didn't hear him. Um, <sighs> Shame. If if you are listening to this and aren't a fat a like you don't watch uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro, these six women all are pretty new. Uh, Susume is the latest debut, and she debuted in twenty nineteen. So all all of these these uh, six are like the the future <laughs> in Tokyo Joshi. Uh, of course, Yuki Arai is probably the only one that is going to actually win the top title. But yeah, I thought this was very fun. Uh, a lot of they it was basically just a, a Tokyo Joshi undercard match, and I thought it was very charming in that. Susume and Orisu Endu are just amazing wrestlers. Uh, so anytime I get to watch them on a big stage like this is awesome. What did you guys think about this? What was your take on this, Yannick? Um, I don't remember too much um, anymore because it just got overshadowed. But I really like having this match on, on this card, especially in comparison to the first two. Yeah. This is what makes Ultimate Party Ultimate Party and I think it's it, it was a good offer match. Um definitely a, a good choice for the time they got to send in these young uh, these young wrestlers. Yeah. And not, you know, like your your Pomps and Rakus and my heroes. Yeah. Uh, I mean I man, when Susume went for the stunner and then Mo- uh, Mocha uh, like uh, uh, threw her off 
and uh, tried to punch her, and she do- had the most smoothest dodge from that punch ever. <laughs> I I screamed and was like, "Yeah, Susume, that's awesome!" On this big stage, that's awesome. But yeah, Dylan, what did you think about this? Uh, when Mocha was in, it was all right, like average, maybe a little above average. When Shino was in, it was like average, maybe a little below average. When Arai was in, it was awful. Like, I thought this match sucked when she was in. So I, I didn't really like this match very much. The best part was, uh, I thought I felt like the crowd was really kind of getting behind Daisy Monkey. And they're by far, like, of these six, like, the best workers of the, of the yeah. match. So yeah, I, I was happy that the crowd reacted positively towards them. Yeah. So uh, Daisy Monkey, for non-Toku Joshi Pro rest, uh, viewers or listeners... Daisy Monkey is Susume and Arisu Endo's tag team uh, name. And they should be the tag team champions right now, but they aren't. Yeah, they're uh, two of the best in the whole company, in my yeah. in my personal yeah. opinion. Uh, but yeah, like I was happy to see them get involved. And I, I approve of this match being on the show. I just think so much based on Arai. I mean, there's just she's a terrible wrestler to, to me, so I just I can't get into anything she does. I mean, at least you connected with finally in the finish. Oh, it's such a the the slowest version of the, this axe kick move. I mean, compare her to like Yoshioka, like Seiki Yoshioka. Yeah. It's like, whoa. <laughs> we move on to another wrestler who Dylan likes, uh, just like Yuki Arai, Dan Chukudino. Special eight man tag, Japanese dog sh- dog some match. Yoshidatsu, Yoshihiko, Dante Gudino, and Super Sasa Dango Machine defeated Sanshiro, Sanshiro Takagi, Akido, Makito Uishi, Shinshiro Kawamatsu when uh, Takagi apologized to, to Super Sasa Dango Machine after 8 minutes and 20 seconds. Um, yeah, this was probably the most like DDT uh, match on the show. If you asked me what happened in this match, I could not give you an answer. What was the point of this? Like, like no. I mean, I, I, you know, what was the point of this? Not that it, not that obviously getting Dino and all that on the show, but even like a regular Dino match, I wouldn't have liked that, but I would understand it, and it's a big part of DDT. This particular match, what was accomplished by this apology at the end? I have no idea. The, the highlight of this match was just... Yosh- the Yoshihiko spots, him getting thrown around. Um, the, the Dino entrance, uh, Dino is kissing fans again. The pandemic is officially over. <laughs> well, you it's had, over uh, s- for a few weeks now. You, you have Sasasa Dogma Machine yelling at the camera guy in, in there. Uh, we really missed uh, proper translations of what the hell was yeah. going on there. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, that may have been an issue in and of itself. Uh, obviously, Ash was on commentary for this, uh, not on the, the Twitter, but yeah. I mean, I, I'm just. <laughs> My opinion is obviously negative as a fan, but like I said, for most of these pheromones and Dino matches, I justify them in my mind. I compartmentalize it to where I can understand it, at least. This one, I don't think I understood fully. So it's just. It was an anomaly of, of pro wrestling on this show, which I yeah, guess is, I, I is think what they were this going is really... for. This was really because it was all the comedy was basically based on understanding Japanese. Yes, yeah, which is just really so. difficult. Um, but yeah. did you guys catch that um, Dino, Dango, and Yoshitatsu are now a unit? 
<laughs> no. Yeah, because they they're all. That? Yeah, they say that uh, backstage. Um, what? Yeah, they're now a unit based on that they are all 46 years old and their name is just same age. Hey! Obviously, <laughs> like, just five guys. Yes. 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 Uh, it's same age. It's very good. It's very good. That, okay. That's very good. Yeah, that's very funny. Yeah, uh, I mean, this was uh, nothing DDT. It was DDT comedy match that didn't really work for me because I don't understand Japanese. Uh, but it was fine for what it was. <laughs> like, See, you can, now you can I... easily skip the, You can easily skip it. Yeah. Now I know what didn't work for you. This actually worked for me. This the next match actually works for me. Wait, what? Yes. Oh no. <laughs> because the only thing I know is that you don't like Ikemen. I find him. I. I. I... Sometimes I find him okay. Sometimes I I think he's annoying. I I'm not like Dylan or Velke. They hate him. <laughs> um, but yeah, special singles match: Kurushio Tokyo Japan, formerly known as Ikemenjiro, defeated Takeshi Masada with a crucifix pin in his return match to DDT after 30 minutes and 14 seconds. So this match started off with. First of all, first of all, it started off with Takeshi Masada dropping the pants and revealing trunks. Big development, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I I feel for all the gays. They they fit him. <laughs> yes, okay. it's a big upgrade. He looks so much more muscular. Yeah, it's a big it's a big upgrade. Okay, and then Jiro. Uh, so. I need to applaud. Uh, first of all, I need to applaud Kurushio uh, Tokyo Japan Jiro for knowing exactly what he's doing, because he kept that crowd engaged for what what is was it five minutes of him doing uh, teasing going into the ring during the during his theme and going back out and uh, running into the crowd. It he really got the crowd engaged with that, and I think that worked. Uh, very well on this show. It, it it felt very it felt charming enough. Uh, the wrestling itself, for the first half, was pretty okay. Uh, I liked Masato uh, uh, throwing off the jacket, and uh, I thought Masato did very well heat uh, segments. I think he could be a pretty good he- heel wrestler in the future if he ever went heel. Uh, I thought a lot of overdoing of the of the jacket punch, which was my biggest problem with the, this match, was that it was only the jacket punch from Jiro for most of the match. It felt like, but I really liked the finishing stretch, and I really liked Masada's selling off the, all of his stuff. Um, I thought Mas- Masada was the clear highlight of this match. Uh, but yeah, Dylan, what did you think about this? To me, what made his entrance shtick work in this particular sense was the commentary team. They thought Jiro was so funny. <laughs> like, this whole, whole act here. It's like they were laughing, like, practically the whole time. It felt like uh, for, for this. So they loved it, and it made me... It added more of a charm to this really one-note act 
and then his wrestling started, and he was the same one-note act. Like, that's the thing. He has one thing that he's all about. And if it was, like, a 20-second match, I think that would work for me. But unfortunately, this went uh, almost 15 minutes. So I'm, I'm not... I was not amused by this at all by the end. I thought it was a very below average uh, performance. Yeah. I, um, I, figured, hey, I figured you would have that opinion. Which was fine. And hey, I took, in the Wrestle Update draft, I took Masada as my rookie. Uh, the only one I couldn't take was Anzai. I, I put him as my number two in all of Japan. So to me... I love Masada. I think he's got a ton of potential, a lot of upside, and he did fine. But like I said, if he had a baby face that had some depth to him, I would be fine. And you know, I don't know. What do you think, Yannick? I the thing with with Ikemen, it's like like Dan said, he's a very one note guy. Yeah, um, because uh, he learned because he's a good wrestler. But he learned that he that he doesn't need to be to sell, sell merch, sell tickets, whatever, um, because he's very popular. Yeah, we haven't seen him in a long time. I actually saw him earlier on that the, yesterday. In- yeah, yeah, because yeah. yes, for me it was the other way and, around. I saw him first in in. Um, I can tell you that in, in all Japan it did not work at all. <laughs> If you just let me speak on that, <laughs> I thought we, because we haven't seen him on uh, for such a long time, this worked very well, and he took so many twists and turns, and I was quite enjoying that. And they started wrestling, and it was fine, around what I expected. And then they kept wrestling, and they kept wrestling, and they yeah. kept wrestling. The match exactly. itself yeah. was just way too long. Yeah, this would no. have been fine if it went seven minutes. Um, yeah, good on Masada to to almost win and then get rolled up. Yeah. Um, I think that he looked really good in the in that match just on uh, power level here. Yeah, the super kick it did was awesome. Yeah. Um but as as he said he was on the other show on the same day, yeah, in all Japan. Yeah. Uh, and I... it's just two entrances in one day and I get tired of yeah. it. I, I can tell you one thing. Uh a lot of people who had never seen Jiro uh, work in Japan and only knew of his NXT stuff or didn't even know that and just knew that he was in NXT. A big, like, new viewers of DDT. I have a lot of them in my Discord. New viewers of DDT uh, and new viewers of him in Japan, they loved his uh, both his entrance and a lot of the uh, sticks he did in the match. So it did work for the first first view, uh, first guys yeah. who only seen him once, and that was that. That day. Just but imagine, yeah. just imagine how many deaths this gimmick was would die if his entrance music wasn't so good. 
Yeah, yeah. Like the that is also a big thing about this. <laughs> Like I, that, I, I don't mind listening to that for, for five minutes. That's yeah, that's like fine the, me. the only reason like that uh, that entrance is so over as it is is because the 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 song is very good and it's very easy to clap along to and chant to. So, but yeah, uh, it will be interesting to see what uh, Kurushio, uh, Kurushio Toku Japan does. Uh, more in DDT, I think. I I I would it wouldn't shock me if they do Hirata versus uh, him at some time at some point for the extreme title. Sandre, how do you think that his gimmick would work if he had Takeshita's AEW theme music? <laughs> <laughs> for five minutes straight. Oh, wow. <laughs> that would be... oh man. That terrible piece of shit. God, I hate. I hate <laughs> Strong words, bro. I was so I was so it's mad. Bad. I was so mad at all at all in when that played for his entire entrance, and I just sat there like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, even like his babyface AEW theme was definitely a step down yeah, from the well, DBT feed. Yeah, but it it's was, like a <laughs> one trillion times better than than what he does now. What he has now. Yeah. I, I I think we'll get to that later, but I think it, it it worked at this show because they started it and then went into his DDT theme, and I think that worked. yeah yeah well the DDT theme is like one of the best to yeah, me yeah, in wrestling, yeah. so yeah yeah totally. I just I just want to say that the best Takeshita theme is obviously his old one because yeah. we revitalized it. Yeah yeah we we, we have revitalized. <laughs> yeah that's true. It's all on us, baby. <laughs> yes. Oh, so for the people that don't know, the the intro to this show, to the Dramatic Dream Dragons, is to catch this old theme. Yeah, it's the original one. But yeah, uh, then we move over to a special six-man tag match, DDT versus Voodoo Murderers of All Japan. Yunakeyama, Harashima, and Yukio Naya defeated Yun Saito, Rei Saito, and Tonshio of... Voodoo Murderers, when Naya pinned Tonshio with the world's best backdrop after 10 minutes and 11 minute, uh, seconds. Just like the last match, the wrestling was fine. It was a bit too long. Way too much put on the shoulders of Naya here. Yeah. If it was more about Hiroshima, I think this match would have gone a lot better. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Congratulations, Hiroshima. First, uh, first. Oh yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. Big Daddy Hiroshima. Hey, yeah. he deserves um, it. To the match. It was doomed the moment Hoshiso entered the arena. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I have a. I, I, I hate. Uh, Kento and Yuma. Now I have a ho- uh, soft spot for the Saito brothers. <laughs> I, a lot of this match was uh, Rei Saito and Yuki Nile uh, uh, teasing their ne- their uh, Dio match. Like I, I'm sure that match is gonna. They're gonna do so. They they are building so much to that match specifically <laughs> in the Dio. <laughs> and I'm sure that's gonna have like some crazy uh, crowd brawl. Count yes. Out thing. Thirty minute draw, baby. 
<laughs> oh my god. Uh, but yeah. Uh, should be interesting. Yeah, but the match wasn't good. No, the match wasn't good at all. Um, but what I... <laughs> two things. <laughs> as I already mentioned, um, as I already mentioned, uh, Kento. Have you seen Kento's tweet um, about the eruption? No. He's because um, Okatani and Sakaguchi are in the Real World Tag League. Yeah. Kento is scouting his opponents. Okay. And he tweeted, like, I'm, I'm translating um, off the back of my mind. Um, it was like, I'm researching my opponents. Sakaguchi looks dangerous. Okatani has red hair. But, like, come back for my next. <laughs> Scouting, uh, scouting okay. report. That's all he said. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Um, no, but as I said, I have a sp- soft spot for them, and the KOD tag team titles are in such a rough spot. Oh no! How about we put them on the side of brothers? No, three titles on the side yes. of brothers. Yes, that would be uh, weird. <laughs> The real yeah. triple crown of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Uh, why not? <laughs> I mean, neither neither of the tag champions are in the DO, so it's not like they can set up a match with the DO. But yeah, sure. They, they need to. Yeah, I don't. Uh, but yeah, uh, sure. Anything is better than what what they're doing right now. Sorry, sorry, romance though. Um, that's that, not true. The damnation team was worse. Yeah, the damnation team was worse. Um, yeah. After that, uh, they played a video package for the Do showing all of the participants, and then the lights went down, and in the middle of the ring stood Yuki Ino in a awesome suit, and um, I don't know what it, what exactly he said, but. Uh, the Twitter uh, uh, thing about this was Yukino, who was absent due to sexy detox after pheromones has disbanded and he shows a new Yukino and declares that he will win the king of the uh, the, 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 the DO Grand Prix and I I, I I think it's pretty clear that he's going to win <laughs> because he looks money, he looks so ready to win the big one here. Not not the title, but he looks ready to win the uh, the tournament. I would agree with you if if we knew anything about his gimmick going forward. I I said on Twitter that it's going to be Yuki Money, you know, because he's go, he's going to come out in a suit like Naito. That would be good. Um, but I don't think this is a man that can go a minute without a gimmick. Not because yeah. he, he couldn't lift it without one, you know? Like, he's more than enough of a wrestler to do that. And not be planned. Yeah. But I think he's just hardwired like that. But I, I think he's gonna... <laughs> I think he's gonna do the Bobby Roode NXT gimmick, but without... <laughs> but, but with being a great wrestler, like... <laughs> 
Okay. Like I think I think it's gonna come out there and say like, oh, I want executives in the front row. I want business people in the front row and stuff like that. I think it's gonna he's gonna move on from being like a sexy dude to being like the most business uh, dude ever. That's my that's my idea for him. From being a rugby player to being sexy to being money. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the path to success in life. He's yeah. teaching us. Take notes, guys. Take notes. Yes. All I know is that the featured players of this tournament are Eno, Naya, and Ray Saito. That's not exactly <laughs> inspiring me for this tournament in my excitement. Hey, Hiroshima's in it too. Hiroshima's in it too. Mr. He is, but he's not a main focus guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and he, sh- he should arguably not be in the tournament. He just became a father. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to make the world a better place by keeping any of these guys from winning it for his son. <laughs> but yeah, uh, anyways, after that, uh, after that it, ca- it came a match that I did not pay attention to at all. <laughs> um... Daisuke Sasaki defeated Tetsuo Endo by referee stoppage with cross face, face lock after 40 minutes and 50 seconds. I did not pay attention to this match at all. I have no notes. I was only preparing for the Sake Kai retirement match during this match. Dylan, give us the rundown. Yeah, what do you think about this, Dylan? Well, hey, they dove into the crowd at each other a bunch of times uh, here. You had to put them through a table at one point. Uh, they were brawling on the outside, uh, and they tried to do this emotional type of finish where uh, he had the satellite into the, the crossover, uh, crossface, and he had, uh, he didn't tap out, it was like a pass-out finish from Indo. And I guess they were trying to tell some emotional story, but it didn't really grab me, to be honest with you. But they <laughs> Who worked hard. Thought? Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, they worked hard, and this was a lot less bad than I thought it would be overall. Like, I came in expecting this to suck, but I don't think it sucked. It just didn't grab me uh, overall. But they tried really hard. It was actually alright. Yeah. Um, You have to give them credit, because everything beforehand, I wouldn't say anything was, like, actively really bad. It's more that I just didn't like some parts. Yeah. Um... From this point on, this felt like a big show. It felt like a big yeah. show before it because you know it had it had like specialties. Um, Masada singles match, the, the All Japan, the TJPW, and so on. From this match on, it felt like big, a big show. And and even for this for this one, even if it's only like. Okay, this match isn't in the main event, but in the middle of the card. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the match. Uh, it's better than I. I didn't pay that much attention. I th- I think it's about it's about it's the, around what, what I expected because I expected them to work hard and they did. Um. The thing about this match is that it suffers because we don't care about either one of these guys. Yes, we don't. But yeah. as Ash as Ash said, um yeah. I I kind of 
was thinking, should I watch this on English commentary just to hear Ash? Because he is such a big fan of both of them. Yeah. Um, which is also why I'm not... I never really shed on the match, like beforehand. Yeah. Because we don't care, but others do, you know. Yeah. Uh, I will say the 450 uh, from the top rope to through the table is was pretty clean, and I, that oh, yes. deserved, that deserved all the cli- uh, the gifts and clips it got. Well, what about the dive Sasaki did? Yeah, the, that was also, that was also good. But yeah, yeah I, why did Sasaki win? Like, where? What's yeah, the I, point? Where? Of where? Yeah, where does this go? That is that is also a big part of this match. Where the hell does this go? Because I don't. I don't see any reason why Sasaki should have won. won I this. I could I could maybe tell you if I paid any attention like the last two or three months what either of them did, <laughs> and that's kind of the problem. Pro- professional podcasters, dramatic dream dragons. Well, I mean, I stopped like taking those... I stopped yeah. taking notes for this show like two weeks in. That's awesome. <laughs> well, it's not like Endo is gonna go any. You know, like I mean, how high can really Endo go at this point? They've they've tried it so many times with him at the top. Uh, and Sasaki, I mean, you don't gain anything from Sasaki winning, but oh. I guess it just doesn't matter. Oh. Like overall, oh no, oh no. What I still he... I I still want to see a big Sasaki face run. But at that would at least speed, be something different. Yes. What if... What if, yeah, but at this point, I don't see it ever coming. What if this is the momentum Sasaki gets to justify him winning the Dio and him being the first challenge for Yuki? Well, see, they have history. Uh, see, today, just today, um, at school, we had a question and it was recording. Um, OSPF, which is a routing protocol. Yeah. Technical. And the, the question was, why is it like that? Or what is the answer? Justify your answer. And then in the the solution to the question was, yeah, it's a feature of the uh, of the protocol. What is that justification? As here. This is not justification to that he should win anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a non-answer. No. That's awesome. That that's an awesome setup. Good good job. Uh, yeah. Uh, enough about this. Let's get to the best part of the show. Goodcom presents Sucker Kai retirement match. Strong, noble, beautiful. Naomichi Morifuji, Kasusada Higuchi, and Miyu Yamashita defeats Saki Kai, Yuku Sakiguchi, and Deku Kutani eruption when Yamashita pins Akai with the skull kick after 20 minutes and 30 seconds. And now, um, last year, uh, bit of a tangent here, uh, last year uh, when Kainess retired and Casey started crying in the ring before he hit the the, the elbow to K- Kness, and Kness welcomed the elbow. 
what that that was a, a moment that got me to cry during during the match and because of the finish. And here, something similar happened, and it was when when Yukisaki Gucci took his hand on Naomichi Marufuji's shoulder and said, "Let's go out. Let's leave the ring and let Miyu and Saki finish this." And uh, Higuchi did the same with Ukutani, and the men left the ring, and it was only Yamashita and uh, Sakakai left, and Yamashita hit the skull kick. Um, emotional, it's such an emotional finish. Everything in the match it, it was awesome up until that point, also, which is why this match might be up on my top ten of the year. But man, this finish is. So, so good. Exactly what I love in wrestling. I Amazing stuff. A lot of moments in the match should be mentioned, and we will mention them, but I just wanted to start off with that before we talk about the match as a whole, because the finish is just fantastic. But yes. Yannick, how did you feel about this match? Kind of hard to talk about it as a match part, and then like uh, the retirement ceremony part. Now, like as uh, as a whole, this is as with the with the whole road um, retirement road she had, and we know that. The DDT group does retirements extremely well. This is just as good as any we've seen. Um, but just maybe with a better match beforehand. Um, yeah. Like as a, as a match, like I didn't think of uh, comparing it to the Kness one. I think that definitely was like the, the better match. Um, but still, I actually, I actually think this is a better worked match than that. But okay, yeah. but yeah, I, I think there's such different situations. Uh, yeah, go on, go on, yeah. It's just there's so many little moments in here, as the one with Yukio that you told. Um, that just make this special. One I really like is that obviously she's she has no chance against Marufuchi or um, yeah, she or faced, Higuchi, but she faced them faced, and they yeah. took her seriously, which was yeah. always her struggle that she to make the big mean man take her serious. Yeah, and. Like there was one part where just Higuchi was choking her, and and Marufuchi kind of reluctantly, but he he hit the the hook kick. Yeah. Um, um, I don't quite remember what followed. It's yeah. just everybody took her serious and Higuchi, did their best for her. Higuchi has never done this to a, to a woman, and probably will never ever do it again. Did a shoot headbutt to her. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was very clearly worked. Okay, um, but yeah, yes. 
it, it will, he makes it work. Look, like yeah, that's totally, totally. That's and this may be the one time I approve of not doing a shoot headbutt because I I don't know if that would be a good idea <laughs> in this yeah, circumstance. But yeah, Dylan, what do you think about this? Yeah, like. As the match itself, I would say, like, just to break it down very sim simply, after what you guys have said about it, it was a good match with a great finish, and everything in the post-match was among the most memorable things in wrestling this year. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I, yeah. I honestly agree with you. I think the KDS match was pretty clearly a better match, honestly, like, in terms of just in-ring work. The finish was really well done, and, like, they really sucked in the emotion even the retirement ceremony, because, you know, I was thinking about this when this happened, because, like I said, this was among the best things in wrestling to me, like yeah. this year, let, let alone anything. But then you think, if you really think about this, like, why is it so sad that she's retiring? Like, ultimately, like, she is getting to go out. First of all, she was never a champion. She wasn't really a great wrestler, nor actually that integral to either of the promotions she was in, in terms of the main event scene. But for some, but and she's leaving in a great place mentally. Like everything about this is like a good thing to me. But when you yeah. look at, if you follow this year, this retirement road she's been on, she's really touched every sector of pro wrestling. That you know, like the, in the last few months. It's all came together for this amazing moment, like like in a series of moments, <laughs> because you know it had everybody there. So many guest stars came out. It's so many people connected because, with her. Yeah. It's because how DDT treats their roster. She is a part of the family, and it, exactly like and, and the yeah. thing is like this wasn't like you know because like I said in reality this really isn't a sad thing at all. She had yeah. a, a very good career and improved a lot. She was never a main star, like it's a, in anything. But the way they treated her and the circumstances surrounding it made it so big and emotional. Like even if you didn't know her, I think you would get swept away and how much this came across. And like you said, a lot of that is on DDT and how they've handled it. But I also think this retirement road should be studied and like. Anybody who's retiring should try to follow the path that Saki set yeah. like in the last few months yeah. because it, it made it bigger than it ever would have been otherwise. And it was like, an, like I said, the post-match stuff was amazing. And the right. match stuff was good and definitely the best thing on the show to, to this point. Uh, but the post-match was like, I'm um, getting goosebumps thinking about it right now, yeah. like the way we're talking about it. To, to why, it, why it's sad um, that she's leaving because she wasn't a top star, but... I don't watch D uh, DDT because I only watch the main events. Yeah. Like the whole um the whole show uh, is important to me and on all stages of the card there are things that are very special to me and she is she has been an emotional favorite of mine for quite some quite some time. Um mm -hmm. And it's just, I'm I'm sad seeing her I feel go. Like this transcended, like oh, I was a big fan of hers. Like I feel like if you don't know her at all, you still yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But um, to to what you said, I and to cite a tweet that I 
said of yay i admire everyone who goes out on top of her game and she proved that this the last few months were really the best run of her whole career yeah Yeah. absolutely um but that can only be commanded uh and it's like that she really was a part of the ddt family which is why everyone of the DDT roster treated treated this like it was such a huge de- deal. And she was someone that brought in the, the outsiders. She, like Miu and Saki had never been that connected, but you saw how much Miu cared when she put her down in the, fi- the finish. That's what I was going to say. Like <laughs> The reason that why I think that came across so well it kind of reminded me of a big... Uh, if you're a fan of Lucha Libre, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, an Anniversario mask match loss, like so to yeah. speak. Uh, where And the reason why that stuff works so well, and again, I mean, like, you know, you could talk about it this year with CMLO's big show, but pretty much every year they've had a, a singles Anniversario match, this has really came across in some way or another. What we saw was real. Like, it yeah. wasn't like a wrestling angle that, that happened or anything like that. That was not uh, Saki Akai and Miyu Yamashita wrestlers going at it. That, that was them as people. And, like, yeah. that finish came down to that. The real people, how long they were friends backstage and all of that and whatever they've went through over the, the long time that they've been wrestling together, this was real. Like, all of this was a very real and genuine moment. Uh, and I think that's something you just don't get a lot in wrestling whether it's DDT or any company, to be honest with you. I don't think you get the level of genuine emotion that this would bring out. Even something like, you, you know, like whatever you want to say, these retirement angles, uh, you know, if, like, if, if a big winner, if you're a huge fan, like Naito winning the G1 or whatever, uh, like or the roll call, that may be great if you're a fan of his, but the reality is the emotion level just isn't the same as something like this with someone's career ending her leaving her post as a wrestler and what we can all presume, you know, a lot of times when the women's wrestlers uh, now, this will probably be a very real retirement. You know, I don't expect her to come back, which happens a lot, a lot in wrestling. Uh, This was a very genuine, real emotional moment that you just can't replicate. Yeah. Um, Then uh, the post, uh, the post, the ceremony uh, at which first had, a video package, um, which was awesome. Uh, showcased a lot of her uh, career highlights. It was the first and only time, and, and last time they acknowledged that Sakika is actually Sakisama in TGPW. <laughs> uh, so they broke K there. Uh, but this was a real moment. Like I said, yeah. this wasn't the time to goof around. Like, in my <laughs> opinion, like, I, like, this was a real moment. And then she came out, uh, had the retirement ceremony. People came out and gave her flowers. Uh, first was Eruption, her unit, uh, Okutani and Yukio, and both of them were so emotional. And Hideki Okutani and Yukio Sagaguchi are two people that never show emotion. And yeah. when they and when they do, it really hits. And Yukio, when he handed her the flowers and could barely 
like he couldn't get out the word. He just smiled and was very. You could see that he almost started crying, and then he just gave it very, very normal, normal like, and bowed and went. I a moment of at what a moment of many that broke me during this whole hour. <laughs> uh, also, shout out Okatani. Uh, cr- uh, crying right after the finish uh, during the actual match, but yeah. Uh, Okutani is, by the way, his 20th birthday. Uh, 20th? Yep. Yeah. Okutani is older than... Wait, what? No. Happy birthday! No, tw- 23, I'm sorry. I'm 23. Oh, okay, okay. I, 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 am, I am dumb. I, 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 I read the birth year and I scrolled down 20, but he's, because his birth year is 2000. I, it's my dumb math. But yeah, happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday, like you, Katani. Awesome that you cried on TV on your birthday. Katani <laughs> is actually worse with emotions than Sakaguchi. Yes. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, then uh, we can all we can. They are kind of classmates. Uh, Vino Yamashita and Takumi Roa came out to in the wrestlers in uh, Japan, in the Joshi indie scene, and two people that have been connected with uh, Sakakai pre- pretty well during their, their careers, because they all debuted in 2013, and they gave her flowers. Um, very cool. I I, lo- I would have loved if Asumi also would have made it here, because she also debuted in 2013, uh, but she... Uh, Obviously, worked Storm, who had the show this day or today, yeah. that day also. Just but... watch the not the main event of the Natsu show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're very awesome. Uh, I love that uh, they came. I it, it's it, it always is cool when uh, you see people from outside of the, the company she works at come out come out and give her some uh, love, and then. Uh, uh, her the, the man who scouted Sakakai came out. <laughs> so she was the Kage. And he actually offered her a behind the scenes job as a staff mem- member after retirement. Uh what that would entail, we don't know, but she accepted. Apparently she accepted, yeah. Yeah. And she said uh her last me- message was you're all family to me. To e- every fan and everyone in- on the roster. You are all family to me. And, yeah, even though she remembered as, uh, retired as a professional wrestler, Saki Kai will forever be a member of the Dramatic Dream Team. And then, out of nowhere, uh, the, the screen, the, 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 the sound was cut. Because uh, on the screen, uh, on the, and we only saw Saki Kai's reaction to this, which was shock and awe. But apparently, Shinsuke Nakamura also sent a message to her. And the reason this was not on the stream was because this uh, this show was streamed on Abima in Japan. And Abima <laughs> has a partnership with WWE. And the Raw logo was shown uh, back there. There are also someone that, that, that uh, says that, like, oh, it's uh, because AEW and WWE can be on the same screen. Whatever the whatever the reason is, we couldn't hear what Shinsuke Nakamura said, but the people in the building could hear, and Saki Akai, most importantly, could also hear what he said. I have not seen what he said. <laughs> it was uh, very wholesome seeing her reaction. 
yes, it was very awesome. Uh, also, uh, during the video package, uh, New Japan roster members uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Togi Makabe sent messages to her. And also, of course, res- wrestling legend Ganeshiro uh, Tenryu. Man. And retirement ceremonies in, re- in Japanese pro wrestling is so special. And this was amazing. Yeah. And of course, they did the Tendel salute and a final uh, streamers throw in for her, which is. That was amazing. Like the part with the streamers at the end. Like that's when it really. Yeah. Like it kind of settled in for me after all of that. uh, That this is. Like this is it, uh, pretty much. And it was so. Just an excellent job by like by DDT how they did this and like I said, this is going to be up there as one of the better moments of of the year and definitely one of the most memorable in, in Japanese wrestling. Yep. And it's going to be hard to move on from here, <laughs> just like it was hard to move on from talking uh, from watching this match. And, and, and that's what I was going to say too. Uh, well, I guess I talk about it, about the main event a little bit, but it really kind of took down the emotional weight of the main event, in my opinion. Like seeing something like this, which was clearly like so raw and real that like you can't ever replicate it, no matter what you do. Uh, it like I don't want to say it took down the show for me, but this was like when I think of this show, I'm not going to think anything else. Like it's going to be this. Like not like everything else is a distant, 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 distant memory compared compared to this. Yeah, which we're talking about. I enjoyed what we're I, talking about, but let's, I mean, let's get into it. Yeah, I I think they kind of they they had something that could that could only bring our moods up. Follow it pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, my just my mood wasn't down because she wanted to retire herself. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah, so that's what nice. I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying I was so emotional during this, and I was yeah, like on the I was on the floor with tears in my eyes when I heard Tokyo Go start. I was still like emotionally recovering from this when I watched this live. I know you took a break (laughs) after this match, which I should have done, but I watched it live. So yeah, yeah, I watched it live as well. The next match, the the (laughs) okay. Uh, Iron Man Heavy Metal title uh, match, Nivea Cream Care Body Wash presents Dramatic Dream Round, Let's Have Fun, What Will Happen, Fun Death Match. Hiromu Takahashi versus Kazuki Hirata. Hiromu Takahashi won with a Fisherman Suplex in round 5 after 3 minutes and 53 seconds in round 5. I don't have the full runtime of the match. <laughs> but this went five rounds because uh, it was decided that it was going to be round-based. Uh, the first round was musical sh- situation deathmatch uh, where they had to dance intact with the moves they did. Uh, Hiromu, Hiromu got disqualified from that uh, because he did a move that didn't go according to the dance. Uh, or wait, no, they moved on. They had this roulette that spun and chose the things, and Hiromu was always asking for the match to just be normal. 
and it always went to like dance or s- silly stuff. But yeah, uh, no, the... um, I, I understood that totally different. Okay, he wanted he wanted a like he a wanted... normal a normal Hirata match, which this okay. was. Well, he was he was also clearly like asking for something during during the roulette bits. But yeah, yeah, but then, I don't the, know. Uh, the next round, the second round, was a two-on-one handicap match where uh, Kazuki Hirata got help from Yoshihiko. This was the best part of the match. The amazing stuff with Yoshihiko and Hiromu and Hirata. I I loved that Yoshihiko basically... They basically made Yoshihiko the blow-up doll wrestler no-sell all of the IWGP Juniors uh, champion's uh, offense, and I love that. I doubt New, J- New Japan like that, but yes, I love that. <laughs> like, he kicked out after getting destroyed by, like, the Time Bomb 2 and, like, the Time Bomb 1 in succession. Which are two very protected moves in New Japan. Which is awesome. Um, now, and- to be fair, the prior round of this match had these two playing around like it was Ghost of Tsushima. And then we're about to make out with each other. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think we can. I don't think we can pick and choose. Like, hey, if you're if you're going for it, you might as well go all in for it. Yeah, Let the yeah. damn blow up dog kick kick out of everything. Yeah, yeah. By yeah. the way, we got robbed there. Let them kiss. <laughs> yes, yes. Let them kick, kiss. And then we ha- in the third round we had the return, the return of the blindfold bra stipulation, and I I love that. It was so funny. <laughs> Uh, then uh, fourth round was a dancing death match, and then fifth round was also a dancing death match, which of course included them doing the Tokyo Go dance both. So yes, and also like a lucky wheel that was all dancing death matches. Yes, awesome stuff. Uh, just for I this is exactly what I wanted them to do. This is the best Hiromu matches like. Uh, sometime in the best of the super juniors, I, I I would even go as far to say as far as to say this is the best Hiroma match this year. <laughs> I love this match. Everything about this match was amazing to me because they were all in. Hiroma was made for this stuff. I'm I'm so happy. DDT got Hiromu. I'm not surprised Hiromu was up for this. Um, it, like it's obvious how goofy he is. Yeah, I'm. But I'm so happy they actually got New Japan to give him like a green card to do whatever they wanted. Yeah, and it's it's everything I wanted it to be. Yeah. What do you think, Dylan? I mean, this was great. Like a, like all the Hirata matches in the past. Um, I also thought it was great placement again after the, like yeah. I kind of, you know, backpack on my p- previous point. It was such an emotionally exhausting and like dramatic and genuine feeling that we had. So then we, the follow up, we get this. Which it's impossible to have a genuine like emotion towards other than thinking it's very funny. 
which is what we needed. Like it's what the show needed. It was the perfect placement of it. I I think uh, anything else we wouldn't have been able to follow it, like follow what we saw before, other than this match. So I'm so glad that they did that. Hiroma was great in all of it. Well, once they got to the Tokyo Go in the actual dancing uh, match was uh, definitely my favorite part of it, to be honest with you. Uh, I was so amused by that. I like that they played into Hiromu, because remember at first, Hiromu was like, no, like, I don't want to do the dancing death match. But then he, like, ended up getting the glasses, and suddenly he was dancing with them. Uh, I thought it was really funny uh, overall. And uh, you did get to see him, uh, if the move he won with was the Fisherman Buster, which he uh, beat Harada with in their match together, uh, when yes. they were still Young Lions, uh, when they were doing the Never Shows back in the day. Yeah, uh, the same, the exact same, yeah. It's and, what I think he made a point of saying that also. <laughs> but yeah. What I, what I love is that that this wasn't for the extreme title, but for the Iron Man heavy metal title, so everybody knew it was yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was obvious that that hero move was gonna win. Yeah. And like, but the, it, it, al- it was always, always... it always sucks for it always sucks for the other promotion because it's always New Japan wins lol. Yeah. It doesn't matter at all. No, yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter at all. If that he and the way that how they instantly got the title of Hiromu is yeah, yeah, hilarious uh, because they both lay down after this exhausting. Like this must have been the most exhausting match uh, Hiromu has done all year. So he was understandably pretty tired after the match, and he they lay down. And Hiromu had his IWGP title on top of his shoulder, and he had both shoulders down to the mat. So referee Matsui, as he of course did, was in place to count the pin. One, two, three. And the IWGP junior title became the... Uh, let me get the number. Uh, dramatic DDT. The 1519th champion of the Ironman Heavy Metal title was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. And then, of course, Kazuki Hirata defeated the IWGP Heavyweight Junior title with a pinfall, a crisp, like a fatal, <laughs> and became the new champion. So, pretty easy. Matsuri, <laughs> Matsuri's deadpan serious face to her moment when he was in shock after this match, <laughs> after that, that result was amazing. <laughs> because, yes, when you hold the Iron Man Heavy Metal title, you have to be on guard because you can lose it in less than two minutes. <laughs> you can, it, it's so easy. And um, Matsui proved that uh, and he had a great. It, it, I, I love the picture of him cr- uh, raising Hirata's hand with the, new t- with the title. Amazing moment. Hiromu sold it very well that he was like shocked. But yeah, uh, and then when, after Hirata had left, because of course he left, uh, very, very happy. After Hirata left, Hiro- Hiromu backed out, kind of uh, waved to the crowd, and then suddenly behind him appeared Don Chikudino, and he kissed him. And truly, truly a DDT experience for poor Hiromu Takahashi. 
Imagine if you had the chance to kiss Kazuki Hirata and all you got got was Dunjo Kudino. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I said on Twitter during this uh, that for the people who parachuted into this show because Jericho was on the show or... Yeah, Jericho. I don't think people parachuted in for Matt Cardona. <laughs> uh, but if they came in for because they wanted to watch the show that Jericho was on and they watched the whole show, then you've truly got to see the heart and emotion uh, in the Saki Kai retirement match, and then you got to see the soul of the company uh, inside of Hivara's wacky head and the, the comedy that the only DDT can do. And you got to see all of that packed into a one-hour spot. And I said, like, that is how unique DDT is. And this truly is DDT. Like, it is a very well DDT experience. And of course, you also got to see in the next match the, the nothing indie guy come in and have a match. But yeah, yeah I... truly, like... The last match and this um, are the the true highlights, which is obvious. And I I was would have bet money on that beforehand. Yeah, they they were perfectly placed uh, here, and um, poor poor Mao and Matt Cardona had no no way of following this. <laughs> Uh, DDT Universal Title Match, uh, no DQ match. Mao defeats Matt Cardona to become champion for the second time and Matt Cardona fails in V2 when Mao did the radio silence Matt Cardona's finisher in onto a plastic case after 60 minutes and 50 seconds uh, why? oh why did this go so long? Um, Matt Cardona had three matches in DDT in his career. Yeah. Two of these matches were in fucking Ryugoku Kokugikan. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dylan, what do you think about this match? Have you anything to say about this match? I, I didn't think this was that terrible, actually. I, like, I'd say it's the no, best of the three. I, I would yeah. actually say it's the best of the three, yes. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think the when they got into the uh, the stuff with uh, Shunma coming in, that was a really cool moment. You had Yoshihiko as the referee, was the, like awesome. The third uh, Yoshihiko appearance of the night. I hope yeah, Yoshihiko was like paid the... three times. <laughs> I'm sure he got would, paid equal, would that equal be amount for of paying himself. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, it was fun. Like, I I honestly thought this was a fun match uh, for what it was. Not like obviously like the the match prior was so over the top that it, this one couldn't compare. This is actually bad placement, I would argue. Yeah, yeah. Like, if this had, had no been on earlier this. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't going to be able to follow the last match and it in a similar style. It was like a very, very poor man's version of it. Yeah. Uh, Semi-main would have been probably better. I think so, too. Uh, and, or if they had just done it earlier in the show, I just got it out of the way. I think we would 
Like this would have gotten a good review when it happened. At Chris least. Jericho would never have left Matt Cardona uh, be finish ahead of him before. Him well, happened. they just moved this match before, like put yeah. it earlier in the show, yeah. like make it the third match on the card or something. Yeah, yeah put yeah. put uh, Endo and uh, what's his name? Sasaki. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say, uh, I the best best highlight of Matt of Matt Cardona's DDT run. Was Yoshihiko being yeeted into like fifth row by Steph the Thunder? Yeah, that, yeah that, was, that was funny. That was funny. That was the best spot of the match, and the best spot of Matt Cardona's DDT run. So I I applaud Steph the Lander for that. The MVP of this. I just <laughs> wish it's the same thing. The, I, the thing is, I have this criticism about a lot of matches on this show. Why did this have to be so long? Like, all yeah. of the funny spots on it were, like, nonsensical. Like, you know, like, I just... Or like yeah. the, the spots were fine, it's just the length of it. Why did we have to take all this time to get to it? Uh, you Really, every match, I think, outside of maybe the Hiromu and Harada one, if you had cut it down by a few minutes, I think it would have been better all around. Yeah, I... I... Including the next two, actually. The main event I'm fine with, but, yeah, uh... The... I thought, like I, I said during this match, that this really should end before the cage match rating, uh, no, like before five minutes. Like they shouldn't be able to get at the cage match rating because Matt Cardona shouldn't be taken seriously, but he gets taken seriously here. Um, I, I don't, I don't think he will be back. Uh, I feel, I feel like this was a final hurrah for him here in DDT, and I won't miss him. <laughs> There's Price no the way to tell. Yeah, sure. that's a that's a good point. Who's who's to say what what they're looking for really? But I didn't hate him that much. I just thought he would like this was fun. I just wish that it hadn't have gone so long. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then we have the next match: AEW lore match: Chris Jericho versus Konosuke Takeshita. That's actually not the title. The title is Dramatic Dream uh, Match Double Main Event 1 because Jericho, of course, had to make it a main event spot. Uh, Chris Jericho defeats Konosuke Takeshita with the walls of Jericho. Did they actually market this as a double main event? Yep, yeah. It was These bastards. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho defeats Konosuke Takeshita with the walls of Jericho after 23 minutes and 35 seconds. Um, I will say, this overdelivered a lot. <laughs> this overdelivered uh, uh, compared to Jericho Standard uh, this year, and I I think I will be nicer to this match because of that, and I will be nicer to the finish because of that. But the finish still sucks. Um, I really liked the match as a whole. I thought it was the best I've seen Jericho since Eddie the Eddie King's match in twenty twenty two. And yeah, uh, I thought a lot of the spots really worked here. Uh, the code breaker that, it, that he did on Takeshita when he jumped was amazing. Of course, mostly because Takeshita did it very well. Jericho just had to jump <laughs> with his knees up. Uh, I thought it went very, very hard. And the, like, the spot where Jericho face plants into the turnbuckle really made me scream very loud. So. 
bonus points for that. And yeah, uh, pretty good, but I, I am not a fan of the finish. Uh, but yeah, what do you guys think about the match as a whole, and then we can talk about the rest. Um, I'll go first. I don't have much to say. Um, I'm happy you liked it. There's literally no way for me to care about an AEW match in EDT. No. I was shocked. I was totally shocked at how many people were mad about the finish. Like, to me, there was 0% chance, like, anything except what was going to happen was what happened. Uh, so I'd already accepted it, and I just watched it for what it was. And it was a good match. Like, honestly, like, they worked... Takeshita is an excellent wrestler. It's so unfortunate that he's had such a blown year, like, up and down. Yeah. You, you yeah. Know? Yeah, uh, like he could have a great match with so many people. Uh, Jericho was very motivated. He say what you want, but he respected this this venue. Like he didn't have yeah. to. Oh yeah, you know absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, he didn't have to do that, and he really went all the way here to have a big match. Treated this like a big show, the caliber of a New Japan show. Which again, there was no reason for him to do it. He didn't have to do it, but he did it anyway, and I think that's worth praise. Um, they didn't do any stupid stuff with Don Callis on there. I was very happy to see that, uh, that yeah. we did, didn't have any Don Callis moments or anything like that. Uh, they just worked a really normal match. Uh, I thought that they might try to do some DDT. I thought Yoshiko might come out of this match or, you know, something so Jericho could get his DDT rocks off, so to speak. But instead, they just had a good match, and I thought it was a, a good, and like I said, the finish... It doesn't matter. Like, Takeshi is so low now. Like, it, it really doesn't matter if he wins or win, yeah. won or lost. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. The only thing I will say that did surprise me, they, they really went hard. And obviously, we saw the thing on Twitter after the main event with Ueno. Like, they went extra hard to make Takeshi a babyface again at DDT. So yes. I don't know if that's just for DDT or if they're going to, if that's a sign of something at AEW. I hope it is because oh. I think he sucks in the, in the but faction. But there's no counts. chance it is. There's um, no chance it is. I just, uh, we, I, we need to, we need to separate. Uh, first of all, if we kind of have to separate uh, something here. We need to uh, separate Takeshi from AEW. Come back, well, boy. <laughs> Well, yeah, but the thing is, Takeshita this year in, in DDT has been built up as an unstoppable heel outsider that comes in and destroys his former unit. Yeah. Uh, and he is unstoppable. He is very, very protected. And he is very, very, he, he is very, very dominant. And here he loses to Jericho by tapping out. Not like passing out something that it I feel should have been finished if he was losing, but tapping out. I and for the DDT fans that have only seen Takeshita this year in DDT, that is a weird, uh, weird result. But they more or less retconned that whole heel yeah. run. Like, it, it, yes. like by the end, he sh not only that he shook his hand afterwards. Yeah, this is what it feels. And this was not the DDT Takeshita that we have seen the last couple of months when he had come into DDT. This was the AW Takeshita. And I want to just say a shout out. It shout wasn't the AW Takeshita. It was totally different. It if they had done, 
if was, they had done the same finish they did here, and the ending of it was a low blow, and then he beat the shit out of Jericho, that would have been AEW to catch okay. that. Like, that would have nice. been fine. They totally retconned his whole character here for seemingly no reason. True. But yeah, uh, I don't know uh, if people... Because when he turned heel, people expected this big push. And he he beats his mentor, Kenny, in a great match. He had a, And then he did nothing. Was background character, was like uh, goon number two, goon number one. No, no, actually, goon number two next to Sammy Guevara. And then he loses to the, the guy that, outside of this match, is a washed leech that always leeches to people that are hot. And he loses to him, not in the promotion that Jericho is frequent in, the, the promotion that he usually leeches off hot talent in, he loses to him in his home, in Takeshita's home promotion. And man, it feels so insulting. It feels super insulting, and that is my biggest problem with this. I thought the match with itself was very, very good, but I don't... I'm not a fan of the result at all. I understand why people are like discussing, oh, was this an AW decision? Was this a DT decision? I think it was mostly an AW decision. How can anybody think anything otherwise? Of course it was. Like, what did you and, like? Did you but, really think the Keshner was going to win? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, there was no way that was going to happen. The DDT watcher in me thought they would keep his push going. Uh, there's like. Uh, Unstoppable heel gimmick going, but, but I just don't think AEW cares about DDT yeah, that much. Yeah, and that's because... why I was happy that Jericho at least took it seriously, and he didn't yeah. have to. Again, he could have easily have felt the same way, but he didn't. And I think that's important but... that we give him credit for. Although, like I said, I've had those same thoughts you did about Jericho in the past, yeah. but we also have to give him credit when he does good, which I think he did here. Yeah, yeah, I and yeah. I am I'm I am happy with what Jericho has said about uh, uh, DDT. He's he what he said was pretty well. I think I'm glad he treated DDT seriously. I wish the company he worked for would treat DDT seriously, but yes. And I'm but the I'm, finish made it seem like Takeshita didn't even take DDT that seriously. Like he's happy to just whitewash his character here, and it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Like why didn't they ha- like why did they erase his heel character so easily? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, um, Jericho today had a press conference. Uh, he and he commented a lot on uh, DDT. Uh, he said uh, he got asked, "Will will you ever want to face Yoshihiko in the match?" And he said, "Absolutely not. My mentors in Japan would absolutely kill me if I do." What okay, uh, that I was very confused about that uh, comment. Um, he said he enjoyed the trip. He said he was cool to see Matsui again because he he knew him from War in '95, and he was very happy that the fans sung Judas. And uh, he would very much love to come back to DDT in the future, but he it all depends on the opponent. And it, he, of the people, he said he was most impressed. From on the show, he said, and though. Interesting. I think, <laughs> as a whole, 
I didn't care about it. Um, but still, this match must be considered a success by DDT. Oh, yeah. Um, and I want to I congratulate them on it. Um, you know, at least one good thing. Now, I think the Japanese people liked it. Um, you see, see it on how they sang Judas, which was unexpected. Yeah, that um, was Cherry could it well, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so hard to care, <laughs> but yeah, hard I mean, to care. Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about hard to care. Let's talk about the main event. Well, first, I just have to say, does his press conference mean that Ultimo hates Yoshiko? And like he would attack <laughs> Jericho if he, he had a match with him. He'd like sh- run into the ring, shoot on him. He's I like, actually, this- I actually all, ulti- all Ultimo does is shooting. <laughs> he just hates you. Like he is all about the respect for the business. Also, like he will not respect. I, I just the last thing I want to say about Jericho is that I saw a a AW fan react to a, a picture Jericho took with uh, at after press conference. Him and Rano took a picture together. Uh, like next to the table, and an AW fan s- saw that picture and said, "Oh, are they setting up uh, Chris Jericho going for the DDT Openweight title?" And I, 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 that that really cracked me up. That was funny. <laughs> That's not happening at all. <laughs> but yeah, uh, cool to see you, Jericho. Uh, I guess you are welcome back. I, I because I think it will be a success. But yeah. We move on to the main event. Chris Brooks versus Yuki Ueno. Chris Brooks, uh, third defense of the title. He won it in Sumo Hall earlier this year at Peter Pan. And he loses it in Sumo Hall here at Ultimate Party. When Yuki Ueno hits the VR after 29 minutes and 39 seconds. In what I will say is a very... Very, very great main event. I I thought this wrapped up Brooks's title reign pretty well. I thought it should have ended. It shouldn't have ended here. I wasn't that happy with the result, but I was okay with it because I thought the match itself was worked to Weno's strength, and I thought they both did very well in the match. Weno uh, here was at his most. Ibushi. Uh, it was very Ibushi inspired, the whole match. The, even, like, a lot of people will call, uh, look at the, how he acted before, he, before and after he did the Ibushi moonsault, which, the, like, moonsault of the stage, uh, of the balcony, I mean. And, of course, that is a very Ibushi thing, but what is also a very Ibushi thing is how yeah, how powered up Yuki Ueno was in the finishing stretch, where he kicked out of everything, everything Chris Brooks threw at him. Uh, Chris hit two praying mantis bombs, one of them a super praying mantis bomb from the top of his shoulder, and Yuki Ueno still kicked out a very, a very Ibushi like uh, finishing stretch. And to be honest, I was a pretty good, big fan of it. Even though it felt like it, it buried a lot of Chris's of offense, but I thought it worked here. But yeah, what do you guys think about this match? 
I'm very interested to hear your take, Yannick. Um, so, I let myself get spoiled like five minutes before I started watching. Which was shit. Yeah. Um, because I didn't want Chris to lose the title because I just don't think Bueno is at a point that would justify him being champion to me. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm just a big fan of Chris. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, felt I was exactly kind of, yeah, I was kind of down going into it. And I was watching a football match on the side. Um, and I was talking with a friend too. And as I was watching this match, and I found myself saying, well, this match got suddenly really, really good. And then it just kept going. Um, this has to be. This has to uh, to be considered as an overachievement, like just as a match. I didn't expect them to to have something this good. Yeah. So I'm. I can't. I'm not mad. Well, I am, but I thought um, it's I thought great that earned. The win. Yes, yes, exactly. Perfectly put. What I want to say. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, what do you think? I didn't think that his win. Right. If you just if you just judge the match, hmm. the moves themselves, judge it by the work rate, like by the purest definition. The effort here was so high. They tried so hard, did so many things. You had big moves. People kicking out of big moves. People kicking out of super versions of their big moves. People jumping off the balcony. People hitting moonsaults back to back. Uh, The big thing at the end. Like, they did everything they could here. Um, And it was really good. I just wish it didn't go so damn long, like everything else on this show. And I think they easily could have cut off a good portion of the first part of the match. <laughs> once they got in to the meat of things, once they got outside uh, the first time and got all of that out of their system and back in the ring, I thought they did a great job and the match really delivered by the end. And it was very good. Um, one problem I have with it, too. This is a big moment for Ueno's character arc in DDT. But to me, and again, maybe I, uh, I'm i swayed negatively because of the impact of what we saw earlier with the Saki Akai thing. This win didn't feel like it was that epic or like a big deal, like the post-match of it. Obviously, they hugged and they, ha- they were emotional, all of that. But he didn't feel like this didn't feel like this was this life-changing moment for him, like that he's won the title the same way that we saw earlier, obviously. I think they could have done a lot more to make this feel like a hu- like the huge deal that it is. Because I was watching it live. This was a genuine surprise to see him win the title. But they didn't go all the way. And really, the post-match angle was more about uh, Brooks forming Schadenfreude a- again uh, with all these other people. 
Uh, oh, so, that was backstage. Oh, that, that was, was after the show. That was, yeah, after, that was after the show. show. Yeah. And even then, that's what people were talking about more than the title uh, match. I the disagree. I disagree. I disagree. What I was thinking the most about after this show was uh, was Takeshita and the uh, Yeah. Uh, that um, was good. I, again, I hated that because it just it showed how little Takeshita actually means to DDT now that he'll just whitewash his character away like that. I I didn't enjoy that that much. It was a great doll if you're a I have, I have, fan. So, I have something to say there, but yeah. But yeah, uh, as a, I, I felt the moment itself worked because I know how great friends they are. And I, I yeah, felt that ma- definitely makes it better. And I felt I felt Tori Kojima starting to cry seeing his friend's crown was pretty cool. Uh, I thought Sonic Kamina coming out and all being with him was very cool. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, for me, I love this match. I thought it was a great. It, it just too. didn't feel like an epic moment the way it did when Chris won the title. Yes, in my, that in my is opinion. that is that is the big thing. Uh, like uh, because. And they tried. It's not on the wrestlers. Like they did everything they could. It yeah. just didn't have the feeling that it hey, should have. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. When Chris won, the whole roster came out to congratulate him. It was it was a like embracement of him, and everyone came out to to help him to like. What about when Higuchi won the title? Yeah, yeah but he... but that's three very different. Occasions because when Higuchi when Higuchi uh, won the title, it's after Endo got knocked out, and and the whole company looked bad in front of Noah, and it was a rallying behind him. When Chris won, it's because he's an outsider, and it's an embracing of him in uh, as DDT. Yeah, with with pegged. Yeah. With, yes, with Ueno, it was never a question if he will win it. It was just when. Yes. And, I, and not, I, that's not that's every time. Reason. No. Like, that's no. even more reason to feel like it's a big, make it feel like it's a big deal, though. I, I, I got asked uh, earlier this week, actually. Uh, this is, this is, this is going to uh, make sense. I got asked earlier this week by a friend, hey, who do you consider the ace figure in DDT right now. And I said, uh, well, they don't really have one. They are in the transition period between Takeshita yeah. and Ueno right now. And I said, right now, the one that feels like the top guy is uh, Chris Brooks, because he, ever since he won the title, the business... We had a similar up. conversation. Remember when we did the DDT and DG show from, like, 2008? We had the fan, we fantasy put our cards. We talked about that, that there really wasn't the Hiroshima yeah. in 08 that they have now. You know, yeah. they have now. And I said uh, there, because I always had a sneaky feeling that when I was winning this match. I, we didn't do predictions for the, the show. We only did the preview with Ashman, and then we did didn't do the predictions. But I would have predicted Ueno. I wanted Chris, but I would have predicted Ueno. Um, do you think his injury has anything to do to do with him losing? Maybe. Uh, we know he has had a bad shoulder for almost the entire uh, yeah. title reign, but he has he has ignored it during the matches, which is why I haven't really counted that that against him. But, yeah, his no, yeah, I don't think anything can even in this match. I think his his performance and Ueno's performance was were yeah. both very strong. 
But the thing is, I said then to my friend, but next year around this time, it will be pretty clear that whether the fans like it or not, Ueno will be the ace. And I, I think this is this will now be the start of that. Like he, he, he will now be the the face of the company. Uh, Chris could never be that because he isn't a native to the to the roster. Yeah, to the company. Chris will Chris will not be that. But as also, Ueno isn't the ace yet. He needs yeah, to he isn't. He isn't yet. He hasn't yet. But I said, I said next year around this time. We, yeah, you will look at him as maybe. Yes. Even, I think he's even, got a ways to go. Yeah, to he has a ways to go. But even him himself, not even just his build. I don't think he has what it takes. When I look at him right now, he's a fantastic physical specimen, a great athlete, and a good wrestler. But when I look at him, he is not a charismatic individual, in my opinion. I think he's missing something that you need for. And I mean, Higuchi ran into the same problem: a fantastic in-ring performer that didn't have what it takes to be the ace of this company for whatever, you know, for their reasoning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. He, he lacks the, the, he has... I wouldn't bet on it, to be honest with you. And maybe, maybe yeah. he'll prove me wrong, but I personally don't see it in him. Yeah. I, I agree right now, but I, I said that their, their goal for next, for the end of next year will be to have him, at that point, where ca- even casual uh, d- non-DDT watchers will s- look at the company and say, oh, Ueno is the top star. Like Ibushi was, like Hiroshima was, like uh, Takeshita was. And that will be DDT's goal between now and next year. Well, of course it is. I mean, if it's not him, who else would it be? Yeah. Like, there's no other options, really. Like, or else they're just going to be in the same situation they've been in for the last couple of years. And uh, and now uh, he has the title. Uh, I I felt it was it, it was a, a pretty emotional win. I felt the match was pretty awesome. And then they all did the the credits that they always do for the big shows. And Ueno went backstage and also greeted the roster. And they took the the like uh, celebrations. That that was awesome. Um, and uh, after everyone, every the whole roster had chased after Kazuki Rada, uh, with Arman Heavyweight Utaro, uh, out uh, came Takeshita, still limping from the match, still in the gear. So he he still sold the match that happened an hour ago, <laughs> forty minutes earlier. Um, and he came Master out, rules. <laughs> came to him, and Ueno kind of took up the title. Like, do you want to challenge? I won it. You said you wanted to face me for it one day, and but Takeshita kind of just smiled and ignored it, basically. And I don't I, want that. I've got a big company to work for. Yeah. Yes. That is exactly what I got of this. I I got Takeshita saying goodbye to the title and goodbye to Ueno and this feud. And I said that. How is that good, though? It's not good. I didn't say it was good. You said that's what you were thinking about I, after the show. And this was like way lesser than yeah. the Brooks stuff to me. Well, I was thinking about this as the, the goodbye to Takeshita. I, I am thinking that Takeshita is not going to be working as a big guy in this company anymore. Why well, do I agree guest, with that? He'll do guest appearances and stuff like that. And that is a, that is a big news. 
we knew that, that is, anyway. I it's wasn't that saying that. For... Yeah, but I wasn't saying that it was good thoughts. I was just saying that I thought of thoughts. Okay, that was I, what I thought the most well, about. I, I apologize. You're, you're right. You did not say it was good at the start. I, I apologize. That was just the point I was making at the time, which you seem to disagree with. But uh, regardless, yeah, go on, continue. Yeah. Uh, I think is I think it might be done with doing big matches in the day, and he will come back and do co- uh, like guest spots and appearances. And that's better. Yeah, that's better because then at least we won't have him destroy talent. Uh, and we want. So you like, never gets his revenge on him. Do you think Tony Khan will let Ueno get his revenge on? No, Tigerson? but that's not yes. good. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah, we can't. Yeah, but we, can, but we can't do anything about that. Okay, but we can st- we can call it bad if we're being yeah, fair. We, yeah, we can call it bad, but DDT can't do anything about this. But but. Don, what you're basically saying is you want the bad thing because it's better than not having it, and that's just fundamentally wrong. But what I want is Ueno to get his revenge. Like that would be the good thing. Yeah, what I want is is Takeshita in DDT and not in AEW. But we won't get that. And well, rather that, that is true. And I, would I, rather have him, I would rather have him do like Hiroshima matches in big uh, like multi-mans than do big singles when he comes back to DDT because then he will take focus away from the people. Would it be better if he just never came back at all then? I, because I'd argue me, so. I, yeah, I, I, actually I was argue, kind of getting... I'd actually argue yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was saying. Like, I think I get what you're saying, Yanni, because that thread is always going to be hanging then every time he comes back because we saw what happened with him and Ueno. And it just seems weird for him to come back and there not be any follow-up to it. So I guess I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, it sucks. Uh, I, but I think... I mean, this year he has only been here for the big shows, the big venues. And he has yeah. done uh, two Corkins, I think. And one Shinjuku face, but that was a, a surprise. Uh, no, you're commemorating the whole year. But yeah, uh, he hasn't done a lot of DDT matches this year. And I mean, why? I know he wants to be ba- come back sometimes now and then, but I don't. If this, if then, if, if next year what he is going to do is come in and beat established guys and kind of halter their push. I would rather not have him come back, actually. <laughs> because, yeah. But yeah, uh, you guys have uh, mentioned it. Uh, Chris Brooks uh, also said in the backstage comments that he has now formed a unit. Scott, uh, Shannon, how do you pronounce it, Yannick? Yeah, he would know better than us. Shannon for the international. Uh, Chris, Takeshi Masada, Mas- Masahiro Takanashi and Antonio Honda, that is the unit. I, I think that's cool. We have, I mean, they were already kind of a unit. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it makes it... It Yes, yeah. but it makes it official. Yeah. Um, so I'm yeah. kind of good. It gives them... I thought it was cool. Sell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. But He yes. literally said DDT is already producing a shirt. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, uh, Open Party, a great success for me. Uh, I thought it was very fun. Hirata, by the way, he uh, Hirata su- survived 
survived at the whole roster chasing after him and the Iron Man have met the title and the true ace of the company, Kosuke Hirata, closed the show before the <laughs> we can say. But yeah. Shout out to Toto Owashi. Yes. And people uh, have to watch the show to know what I mean. I definitely recommend watching the actually the whole show, but you can skip a lot of the matches. But the whole sh- the whole show is unique. It's DDT. It's a good time. Yes, you can easily enter uh, with uh, Sasaki and Endo. Yeah. But I don't think it it hurts at all to watch it all. What will hurt is watching it all in one go. Yeah. This is yeah. a six-hour monster. This is what I was yeah. gonna say. I really can't say this is a great show. In all honesty. Like oh, it was, really? it was built to like the Saki stuff was absolutely amazing. Like the post match of it, and really not even the match. The post match was absolutely amazing. Uh, the Karata stuff and Hiromu was like like just a bona fide hoot of a time. I loved it so much; it was great. Really, the whole second half was really good. But like mm. I said, every match I would say was too long. Like and it it was yeah. unnecessarily long. Uh, in my opinion, a lot of them. Even the good stuff, I would have taken but stuff off of. What I would say about this show is that it's a f- full-on DDT vibes show. That's that's why I like this show a lot. Yes, it's because... from, from second one. Yeah, I... I... Yeah, exactly. It... The first six matches are totally irrelevant to me. Like You could easily skip all of them. And be perfectly fine. And even the Sasaki Endo match was better. Again, that's a good thing about this show too. I will say, the stuff that you might have thought would suck, uh, like Sasaki and Endo and the Cardona and Mao match, I thought they both over delivered uh, and, and kept things at a good pace. And like I said, the, the peak of the show was among the best of wrestling this year. So, no. uh, even if you have no clue who Saki Akai is, at least watch the, the retirement angle if you are able to. And I can't imagine not having some fun with Hiromu and Hirata. The last two matches were both very good. Uh, I wouldn't say they, these two will not rank on my match of the year or anything like that, uh, but they were very good and, and worth watching uh, overall. And I would say, like I said, what Yannick said is true. If you start from Sasaki to Endo, you'll be fine. Like, it was a good show from there. I just wish it wasn't so long. Uh, and maybe if, maybe if you do, if I did what he did and just didn't watch it all in one <laughs> sitting, maybe I'd have a better opinion of it. But it, it was still, like... It was still a solid show, maybe yeah. even a good one, and the peak of it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, but I wouldn't call it as great as maybe you guys did. So, we have reached the two-hour mark, so we'll run through the Dragon Gate Corkin pretty uh, pretty quick. <laughs> but, our show uh, is going to beat the, <laughs> this show. No, no, no. Uh, this might be our longest episode so far, because I have a lot I want to talk about with the Corrigan Hall show, and I don't want to wait until next week. Because... I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, so, just bear with, with us. Uh, we'll talk about Corrigan Hall from um, uh, November 9th, Gate of Evolution in Corrigan. We'll not talk about every match, but we can... We, if you guys have something to say about a match, shoot in with it. Daki Onoguchi, uh, opening match, Daki Onoguchi, well, we can't, I, I'm sorry, I'm already uh, ahead. <laughs> the show started off with D-Courage coming out and calling out uh, 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 Ryoya Tanaka. Kikuta was, uh, Maduka Kikuta was not aware that they helped, uh, that uh, the other two helped Tanaka out of the ring after the Brave Gate match, so he, he had no idea why Tanaka was getting called out. Here, uh, but they uh, Dragon Dia offered him a spot and uh, he accepted. Tanaka accepted, and 
joined, and uh, I think that's amazing. Uh, after that, Bratz came out and basically did the exact same thing, but for Kato, <laughs> for Yoshiki Kato. And they said Monte was going to be put in place and proven that it does not belong on the, that stage in the main event. So yeah, Pretty, it was a charming op opening bit here. Uh, then the, the show opened with the first match, Daiki Yamaguchi versus Punch Tominaga. Started off with a hot Daiki dive into Korkin crowd in the, the crowd. And he did a lot of cool combo moves here and debuted, uh, debuted a lot of them for the first time. And I thought it was pretty good uh, uh, as a whole. Uh, ended with a Pite kick to Daiki Yanaguchi from Punch after 6 minutes and 24 seconds. Punch Fest 2023 continues! I'm, I'm so happy with this all. It's great. <laughs> Then, uh, next match, Big Boss Shimizu UT and UT of Natural Vibes defeated De Genki Horiguchi and Takeshi Yoshida uh, with a great co combo move uh, where UT did a cold breaker uh, over the top rope into Genki and then uh, that led into uh, him throwing uh, Genki into uh, Big Boss Shimizu who did the big, uh, the big power boss to get the win. So that was fun. And nothing matched up until that. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool finish. Get, uh, then we had Genshiro Rai, Susumu Mochizuki, and Yasushi Kanda versus Don Fuji, Kagetora, and Ultimate Dragon. Uh, Kagetora won after 10 minutes and 9 min uh, seconds with the Kaganui. Pretty old guy match. Ultimate barely did anything. Looked like he didn't care. <laughs> Then an eight man tag Yamato, Dragon Kid, uh, Shuji Kondo, and Eita beat Kota Minora, Ben K, BB Hulk, and the Rookie Doi. When Yamato pinned Ben K with the Frankensteiner of, Frankensteiner of the Almighty after 10 minutes and 20 seconds. Man, Gold Class needs a pin guy now that Minorita is hurt. <laughs> like. Hulk is literally right there. Yeah, Hulk, Hulk, Hulk is literally right there, that's true. <laughs> BNK was the worst one that they would pen in, in my book. Yeah, yeah, like, like he got the win at Gate of Destiny. Why should he take the pin here? I mean, I knew Yamato was going to win because they were built, they were on commentary on N, he said, like, on Twitter mostly, uh, that. They are building to the, the big Fujita Hayato title match in, in Michinoku Pro. So keep keep Yamato hot leading into that. Yeah, match, yeah. Right. Uh, which is happening this weekend. But yeah. Units uh, in general should not lose against unaffiliated <laughs> groups. That's also true. But yeah, uh, then the, I, I actually think for the match itself was pretty good though. Um, and then over to a match I really liked. Masaki Mochizuki uh, versus Yoshiki Kato. Yoshiki Kato wins via disqualification due to outside interference, which was Mochizuki Jr. who ran into the ring and started beating up Yoshiki Kato. And I thought this was just awesome. <laughs> Mochizuki, Masaki Mochizuki punished Yoshiki Kato. <laughs> I thought it was very fun. Who did Junior challenge after this match? 
Yes, yes. Um, after the match, uh, Mochizuka Jr. voiced his frustrations. Uh, he he very much said, like, why am I still losing? What What is holding me back? I need to prove myself to you, Dad. And he said, and he challenged him to a singles match when, he, when Jr. gets healthy again. Uh, Masaki Mochizuki said, uh, well, I think uh, about it, but first, yeah. get healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. That was funny. Um, Mochizuki Jr., he is on crutches right now. He has a dislocated kneecap, uh, which he suffered in the Gate of Destiny match. Really, really sucks. <laughs> The injury list right now is uh, Mochizuki Jr., Kaito Nagano, Minorita, Rio Fuda, and TN Revolution. These are all rookies, uh, young guys. Like, why? God hates us okay. as TG fans. Yeah, clearly. Uh, Yoshiki Kato came also out in Seabrat's trunks and to the Seabrat's team. So, that should be noted. Then He looks badass. Yeah, he looks pretty badass. Uh, then after the intermission, we had a great, a great unit match. Um, Ryo Tanaka, in his debut with D-Courage, teamed up with the whole of D-Courage, Dragon Daya, Yuki Oshoka, Madoka Kikura, and they faced Casey, Storm Machine J, Jason Lee, and Jackie Funky Kame of Natural Vibes. Uh, Jackie Funky Kame won with Jackie Knife. Uh, no, the JFK to, to Royal Tanaka. And I, man, just peak DJ style, fast paced unit warfare. A fantastic first match for Royal Tanaka in D Courage. This match was so damn good. Uh, we'll talk about the main event, but this show was not a great show, except for this match, which was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I thought all eight men uh, did their roles perfectly. Um, the Courage are stronger stronger than ever, with Tanaka as part of them. I think it was a great call uh, to put him in there. This is the, like, the Vibes team. It's like... KZ, Jason, JFK, uh, Jay to some extent, but I, you know, I really those three together are just magical here. I thought they were awesome. This to me was like absolutely one of the best DG matches, like in terms of a multi-man tag of the whole year, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I thought it was like so great. Everybody did good uh, on there, and I won't forget about this one. Great debut for New to Courage, even in a loss. And Vibes team, man, these guys are just so freaking good. I just want them to win something like on here. I want yeah. these guys to get titles and stuff, man. Yeah, the only disappointing part is that Tanaka got pinned. <laughs> yeah, but it, it makes sense. Like, someone had to lose here. <laughs> yes, but just... Just a draw. To, 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 to 20 man. minute time limit. Yes, make it a time limit so it's longer. Very, I would have loved that, because... They could have, they could have kept going, and I would have been even more into this. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, this had so much juice left in it. They could do this every show, and, and like, it still have much. Like, they these are eight. doing it every show. They have this match on every house show right now. Good, but yeah, I, I, too many good spots to count. Uh, 
Just yeah, I JFK it. won. Forget it. I mean, it's sad that Tanaka <laughs> lost, but JFK got the pin. This is my guy. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah and that's what I just wished uh, it, a challenge came out of it, you know. Man, yeah. man, I, I'm telling you, Yannick, you were speaking to the choir right now. Right now. So, Give this brother a title shot. Put him up to, there. To the people listening, um, uh, I want to do something I rarely do, and that is give a weekly recommendation. I would have the the Sake Kai retirement match at number one and the, the retirement ceremony. I will have Chris Brooks and Yuki Ueno at number two. Hirata, Hirata and Romo on number three, and this on number four. And those, if you watch these four matches, you will have four amazing styles of wrestling all showcased. If you, you just talk about it as a match, I thought this was better than anything on the Ultimate Party. Like, this was an absolutely fantastic match, up and down. Obviously, like, the retirement is the number one thing, ultimately. Yeah. But, like, the, this match was a phenomenal match. Like, I, I, don't, I don't have any complaints about it. Yeah. Well, I uh, peaked the DJ style unit more for yeah. much. And, and it, it's not like it, the, the only story in this match, the only story between these units is that this is Ryo Tanaka's debut for D Courage. There's nothing else. It probably won't even mean anything. Like, like, like yeah. Yannick said, there was no like challenge to come after it or anything like that. It probably that's it's so sad to say that. But it's just a great, great freaking match. Like, definitely highly recommend watching this. Yeah, for sure. Then we had the main event, the four-on-one uh, four handicap match. Luis Monte wins with an Hurricane to Ishin after 13 minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, Luis Monte versus Shun Skywalker, Kai, Hyo, and Ishin. Hyo throws powder in the face of, of Shun Skywalker. Shun Skywalker gets knocked out of the ring, um, and uh, Monte pins Ishin. As a match, it was nothing much. Uh, it was and, extremely boring. Yeah, no, it was no gauntlet rules. Just all four members of Bratz versus Monte. A lot of that's my that, first issue with this match. Yeah, we'll get to some yeah. other ones in a second, but go on. Yeah, uh, I I thought Monte did pretty well, but. It, 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 a lot of heat work. Uh, Yo, what, the the like mo the biggest thing here, and the only real thing to talk about was the Yo babyface turn when he threw the powder to uh, Shin's face, uh, and I also attacked Kai. One of the biggest uh, crowd pops of the year in the, in Dragon Gate. <laughs> And I, I thought I, I thought that was was pretty well worked. Hyo looked pretty like enthused to turn babyface. I, I felt this was the most interested he has he has seemed this entire year. <laughs> and yeah, um, a pretty well worked uh, babyface turn, but the match itself leading up to that was pretty boring. I just don't understand why did he pin Ishin when Kai is not a champion and he is. Yep. And Shun would have been more interesting from a narrative perspective than Be Ishin. Because uh, because Shun ha had to have like, oh, you didn't beat Kai, so you have to face Kai as an excuse. I don't know. 
that could have worked with Ishin and still made him the champion. It's fine. It really doesn't matter. We're talking about Hyo here at the end of the day. And, I mean, we we knew something like this was coming. I thought they might go further in developing a faction. You they know, should like have gone further in developing yeah. a faction. <laughs> that's another... See, that, that's what I'm saying. There's multiple issues with all of this yeah. that I would say. The first one, the match wasn't any good. Secondly, why wasn't it a gauntlet match? Why'd they do the handicap style? Thirdly, the wrong person got pinned. And fourthly, they didn't even go far enough uh, with yeah. what they should have. And fifthly, we're talking about Hyo here. Like, we're running a main event angle, ar- ar- angle around Hyo. And so th- update, he still works exactly the same as he worked as a heel. On the yes, YouTube because angle. he's bad. That's why he's not a good pro wrestler. Like, that's the problem with him. It's not his alignment overall. <laughs> I, and unfortunately, we're getting him in this big angle. <laughs> Why couldn't they have at least had a third? Like, could they have not at least had somebody else be a part of this? I don't know. I mean, but even then, like, we're talking about I mean, who could it be? Like, we're looking Revolution at scraps Revolution now. We're trying to pull from part of this. I feel who Revolution Tian. Oh yeah, yeah. That would be good, even though he he kind of a cocky edge uh, to him. But I guess that could work in, in this. Yeah. Group. Yannick, what do you think about this? Yeah. The match sucked. Um, I'm happy something happened finally. Even though we all saw it coming like 10 miles against the wind. Um, yeah. Have you seen, have you guys seen the hoodie? Yes. Team Big Hug. Because of yes. the is, big it, hug is it their official name now? Uh, th- oh that is God. what they they are calling uh, each other, but I don't think it's going to be their official. They're, like it might be their like th- those two's official name, but I I I can't imagine they will call their unit Big Hug. EBH <laughs> baby. I mean, uh, that's that's great. <laughs> the hoodie is great. Yeah. Uh, I thought the whole post-match angle was pretty well done. I thought I, I loved uh, Sai- uh, GM Rio Saito knocking out Shun Skywalker. <laughs> like that was very funny. Um, but yeah, uh, Monte asked for sh- uh, for a singles with Shun, like he originally wanted. Like this whole match was supposed to be. Uh, Sh- uh, Shun says Monte first have to face Kai, uh, and. Uh, Monte said, "Okay, when?" Uh, and sh- I think Shun was like, "Oh, you're. We are going to decide that." But then uh, Saito came out and pretty much decided. And also, Hyo wanted to face Ishin, and Ishin pretty much wanted to face him. So GM Radio Saito made the matches for December fifth in Cork and Hall. Uh, oh, wait, first he asked. He asked the crowd, "Where where does this match? Uh, these matches fit?" And the crowd w- did a very loud, very good Cora again, Cora again chant. And that, I thought that was very funny. <laughs> very charming. Um, awesome. What if they had said uh, Tokyo Dome, <laughs> Dome, <laughs> Dome, Dome? What would they have done then? Oh, no. <laughs> Sendai Pit, Sendai Pit. Imagine if they, like, it started doing they the chanted most, for like, the Dome. <laughs> Obscure, obscure places like they were if like. If they chanted dome, they would have just gone to the Tokyo Dome Prism Hall. 
Yeah. <laughs> or imagine if, shouted, if imagine if like if someone from Shoko Pro was there and so, started shouting Ishikaya, Ishikaya. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Uh, but yeah, um, the, it, it was made for Cork and Hall on December fifth. Uh, uh, Hyo versus Ishin for the Open the Brave Gate title, and uh, Luis Monte versus Kai in a special singles match. So yeah, uh, that could Hyo... honestly be good if they let him re- like if they let Kai wrestle, but you know it's going to be a lot of craziness <laughs> involved. Yeah. Uh, Hyo also said uh, sorry to the fans for being a heel the last four years. That was legit what he said. Sorry for being a bad guy. Uh, Which is objectively hilarious. Yeah, very funny. Uh, they liked it though. Yeah, they they, they accepted his apology. <laughs> uh, and I, I mean, I thought him as a babyface here worked pretty charmingly. I thought he was pretty charming on the mic. Him as a talks person for uh, Luis Monte makes sense because you can clearly see how much they liked each other, uh, like each other. Uh, Hyo also has uh, dropped the, the. It's no longer H Y O. It's now just Hyo, which is cool. Big change. <laughs> well. And it's, it, yeah, in Japanese, which, it's it's not not strictly true. Um, in, in Japanese, it's also country. written. Yeah, in Japanese, it's also written like the Japanese character character for Panther, uh, but it's pronounced yo. Yeah, this whole thing worked for the fans. Like I said, I'm I'm yeah. not a fan of his as a wrestler, but like for at least one night, it worked out pretty well. Seems like they've still got a little bit of juice left in him and Monte. I still think they need to add more people and probably sooner rather than later, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like, not that motivating to uh, see, like, oh, uh, uh, Luis Monte and Hyo versus someone. Uh, like, uh... <laughs> hey, it worked with three people with the courage, and now we're going to make it work with two guys with these two. <laughs> Hey, the courage was a, was a two unit, a two person unit at the first. At like, first, yeah, yeah, months. exactly. So yeah, uh, they had their first match uh, in um, uh, on the eleventh in Ehime, uh, where they faced uh, Ishin and Kato. Appar- uh, I haven't watched the match yet, but I w- it w- I was told that Hyo worked exactly the same as he did as I watched it. Um, yeah, it was. A nothing match. Yeah. No, I expected that. Um, they are teaming up on the next show on the uh no, uh, on the Okinawa tour. Kyo is facing Shurijo, and Monte isn't on the card. Shurijo is back. <laughs> but the the Okinawa show is not going to be live on the network. So, uh, when is the next live show on the network? Let me check. But yeah, how how excited are you guys for the the rest of this month for Dragon Because they aren't doing that much the rest of the month. There's anything I love, it's companies that don't do anything interesting, so I am fired up right now. Uh, but no, no, I, I'm just waiting until we get to closer to Final Gate and see yeah. how everything shakes out. I, again, with Dragon Gate, they are building up to a Corkin that is happening in a in a month. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the story of this show, I think. <laughs> this podcast. 
<laughs> yeah, that is the story of the show. We have one Corkid uh, review for Dragon Gate in, in the month and then nothing for the rest of the month. Uh, the next uh, uh, network show is on the 23rd in Kumahato Yohol. Uh, so we don't have a card for that yet, but that will be next uh, Thursday. So we will, we will probably talk about that show and the DDT uh, uh, six-man title tournament next week. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for this week. Yeah, so before I get on out of here, I want to say thank you to everybody who listened. Hopefully you guys enjoyed our review of Ultimate Party. A huge show with status. Um, a lot of people thought it was great. I'm a little lower, but still uh, very much worth watching as a fan of the promotion. Uh, hopefully big things are ahead for the rest of the year. DG, DDT. Everybody out there, keep your eyes peeled for the Eastern Lariat, my other show. We might not do anything for a little while because now we're wrapped up in tax season. It depends on Striga. If he's hey. got enough time, we'll do something. Hey, yeah. Dylan, we will do battle. Me and you will do Battle of Glory and uh, rework, right? Yeah, table. absolutely. Are you up for that? Yeah, I've watched the opening night, so I, I let's do it. Review that whenever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, L- let me know uh, because I want to do it as soon as possible. So, so uh, like we will definitely do it. Uh, All Japan, real world tag league, not the fake world tag league, the real world tag league. And Junior Battle of Glory. And the fake World Tag League I also will cover with New Japan as well. The, the, lineup for that the real game. World Tag League and the fake World Tag League. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, you like the lineup, Sandra? For the New Japan one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty decent. Feel free to come on board that one as well. I actually have something to, uh, to tell because I. Um, because of Ultimate Party, I asked Ash if he wanted to to say something to the listeners. Um, I was congratulating him on the show, um, and I think it's a nice way to to end the, this to end the show. Um, he said, "Thank you, everyone who tuned in to Ultimate Party. It was an exciting show to work on, and even more so watching it. I hope DDT fans and wrestling fans in general can make the trip to Japan next year, and be." And we hope you'll have an equally enjoyable time too. Yeah. Thank you, I, Ash. I, thank you, Ash. Say thank you, Ash, Yannick. <laughs> thank you, Ash. I already thanked him. Yeah, but you have to say it on air also. Okay, yeah. it only then counts. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. I mean, we said it when we had him on uh, two weeks ago. Can't wait to have Ashmel back on the show. Uh, it would be too early to have him back on the, uh, now, of course. But yeah, always love to hear from Ash. You did amazing uh, on the sh- on the show. So I look forward to the rest of the month for DDT. Uh, I'm excited for the op- uh, one night tournament. Oh, we we forgot to mention uh, Mao's first opponent was announced today for the Universal title. It will be Demos, the Lucha wrestler. <laughs> You needed to sandwich that in here, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, why not? He's over there anyways. We'll make it a title match. Yes. <laughs> Dylan, what do you think about Demos challenging Mao? Hey, always more for Lucha Libre in wrestling, so let's get it represented here. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, listen to my 
other podcast actor stage on the Firestar Network YouTube. And also uh, listen to my appearance on the Pure Gems last week, um, where I uh, uh, was on uh, Pepsi's podcast, the Pure Gems, and we talked about all the crazy stuff that happened in the jo- uh, the Joshi in this and the Pure in this and all Japan. So check out that for more of me shitting on Glit. And with that, I think it's time I close the show. Wake up. <laughs> Until next time, ready, wake up, and go. <laughs> <laughs>